Greetings, friends! Welcome back to another spooky, put-together, sewn-together from Body Parts episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. Sex magic? Blood sugar sex magic? We'll have to find out. Seems to be a running theme this month. Guys, it's official. We are on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash Pod. The absolute best way to support the show. The only way to make sure you get all 31 of our delightful October episodes. For a little bit of support, guys, you can find our massive Patreon-exclusive library. You can get uh, our feature-length commentaries every month. You'll have access to our mini-series. The new one is Tales from the Griff. It's a deep dive into the entire Tales from the Crypt series. That's going to be really fun starting in November. And if you really, really love us, we'll even record you a double feature. Either way, you still get a say in what we uh, talk about every month over on Patreon. So guys, please, again, that is patreon.com slash Pod. Show us some love, please. We need the love. Neither here nor there. Guys, the YouTube is Alchemist. Go subscribe there. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. You can also make sure to leave those ratings and reviews wherever you find us. That does help us defeat the oppressive, uh, algorithmic, creepy fiance who be trying to blow us up and sew us back together. Also, uh, make sure you're sharing everything on the socials. Follow, invite your friends. Thank you. All right, enough of that. Guys, today's episode is a very fun one. Uh, We were joined by our new friend, Jessica Scott. Uh, You can find her on Twitter. You can find her uh, writing. She's a cosplayer. All kinds of fun stuff, right? So I will put all of her details in the show notes. Um, What you will notice, Jessica is delightful. Um, It was such a wonderful talk. She, she's very introspective about this movie, which doesn't feel like it deserves introspection, but it strangely does. Um, Jessica also did the favor of bringing Frankenhooker into my life. I had never seen this film. It was not at all what I expected. It soared above my expectations. So I owe Jess, uh, Jessica a huge thank you for not only making time, but for bringing me Frankenhooker. And as you can hear, I was just having an absolute delightful time talking to Jessica. Hopefully she'll come back someday with another great movie that I have yet to see. So make sure you go find Jess online. Uh, Check the show notes for all the uh, information. You can thank me later. She is a wonderful person and was an even better guest. So without further ado, Frankenhooker. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Our new friend, Jessica Scott. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank um, you for If you me. would be so kind, uh, let the people know where they can find you online, introduce yourself, and uh, the movie that you brought with us today. All right. Uh, I'm Jessica Scott. I'm a writer, film critic, cosplayer, horror fanatic. You can find me on Twitter at We Who Walk Here. I'm on Twitter all the time, sharing my <laughs> writing and cosplay and podcast appearances and everything else. Uh, so Twitter at we who walk here um and today's movie is frankenhooker uh uh frank hennenlotter's 1990 um riff on frankenstein with some you know obviously some hooker elements it's amazing like an exploitation dark comedy fantastic i'm super excited to talk about it yeah, it was. Uh, I was telling you before we started, it was really fun for me because I had actually never seen this, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't really know what to expect. I 
It was one of those, I was watching it in the living room, taking notes, and my wife just kept walking by, what the hell is going on? What is this? <laughs> and then finally, when it got to the, um, she fucking lost it when the gerbil exploded. <laughs> and that was enough. She's like, all right, I'm going to sit down. And we just had a blast. This movie was so much more fun than I was anticipating. That was kind yes. of the great reveal. Uh, what is it about this movie that just really lights you up when you decide to watch it? I... It is so fun and so much smarter than I think you would expect a movie called Frankenhooker to be. I agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's got more on its mind, but it's also just literally, let's have a mad scientist take a bunch of sex workers and build a woman and see just how wild and raunchy and out there we can be and right. still be just hilarious and so well made. Like I'm a huge fan of B movies and this is such a well-made movie that just the humor is perfect. The effects are perfect. It's just spot on. But like I said, I I'm a fan of movies that surprise you. And when I first watched this movie, I was not expecting a lot, you know, Frankenhooker, it looks, so <laughs> you know, um, I, but at the same time, I was a big Frank Hindenlauter fans, so I knew that my expectations were probably uh, calibrated incorrectly. Right. And they definitely were. I was so blown away by just how smart and funny and imminently rewatchable it is. So, yeah, I guess when I turned it on, right, when this was on the list and I'd never seen it, I expected something more akin to like a maniac, right? Mm -hmm. That this was going to be a guy just slicing and dicing. We're going to get a lot more of that kind of, you know, low rent sleaze. Yeah. I agree. I was so taken aback by how funny this movie was. Um, yeah. And it's hard because comedy and horror are both the timing genres, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be spot on in both or else they don't work. Exactly. And the way they balance that line was brilliant, right? Even just the opening is just a brain with this eyeball in it. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And that's kind of a good launch point into the rest of the movie, right? It's just this really, mm -hmm. I think I was expecting it to be, more off-puttingly sleazy than it was but it's like that perfect cozy sleazy exactly yeah it's got the <laughs> perfect balance because it's it's never making fun of the sex workers in the movie i think yes. that's the important line that it writes like it's not making fun of these women or you know painting them as immoral or horrible people or you know trying to pity them or something um to me they are the heroes and the smartest people and the most capable people right. and you know um <laughs> so i think that's that's one reason why it doesn't get, get into like oh i feel like i need to take a shower after watching yeah. this area yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it is funny right because it starts with this this guy who's working on this brain and then it just cuts to this backyard family barbecue <laughs> which is just one of those like what a great juxtaposition right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in this super lawnmower uhf lawnmower right mows this this woman over in front of this whole gathering of friends and family mm -hmm. so it, it, again it's that perfect blend of comedy and oh my god that would be traumatic right so this sends our our lead on this hunt for body parts right because the detective said um she was a jigsaw right yeah. it was hard to tell what was left um and so yeah the, when he's finding the sex workers right he is going out as this i'm going to hunt for people right and mm -hmm. body parts so i thought that was kind of a clever trick right is that that is how most people and most lenses we get to see sex workers through is this it's a meat store kind of thing right the same way you would go in and buy like cuts of meat right mm -hmm. this one it's he's out looking for that but they don't really play into that when they're introduced, right? They're just this group of women who are 
doing a job right and they don't right. re they're not really pushed around or bullied by him and i thought that was wonderful yeah absolutely and you know he's you know the actor is so funny and so personable and so perfect for the part but he's definitely you know just like victor frankenstein he is the villain of the piece you know yeah. he's the one you know treating these women like de literally dehumanizing them like chopping them up into various body parts um and you know it's there are so many different um dynamics at play because you've got the fish out of water thing because he's kind of the square guy from jersey crossing yeah. the bridge like, <laughs> he does that kurt Zorro russell in big trouble little china <laughs> outfit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got you know suddenly he's like dr jeffrey and he's got the poindexter thing going on amongst this world of like yeah. sex and drugs and the underworld of new york city you know um so i love that part where he's he thinks he's smarter than everybody around him but he's really not yeah. um but again he's so fun to watch like so much of the movie is just him talking to rubber body parts and it makes yeah. it but it's still <laughs> funny and and really engaging which is yeah. hard to pull off yeah god he's so it is a wonderful performance, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of these kind of movies sometimes lack, right? Mm -hmm. Is you're just trying to fill the void, right? Who can I get for this time and budget, whatnot? But even just simple things, right? Is he starting to talk to his mom as he's losing his kind of sanity, right? As his fiance is gone. Yeah. Um, And we know he's kind of a strange character to begin with, right? But just the idea that he... Like, he has, like, a couple of these quirks that you're like, that's really funny, but also deeply disturbing. <laughs> um, like, making little kind of avatars for his fiance, where he just tapes her picture onto a schematic of a body or a doll or a skeleton and talks to her. Mm -hmm. And then to try to prepare for the, you know, his scavenging of these women on the street, right? When he started drilling his own brain... That was fucking insane. Like, I actually got, like, a chill down my spine when he just goes, night, night, 22, right? And whatever the fuck he's doing. Because at one point I was like, oh, he's kidding. He's not really going to. And they're like, oh, no, he's doing it. And oh, then yeah. he continues to do it throughout the movie mm -hmm. uh, in a way kind of turning himself into this other version of a Frankenstein monster. Exactly. Um, but he's, a, he's, like, a really fascinatingly dark character, despite mm -hmm. the, you know, kind of surface-level comedy absolutely yeah i i like your point that he's like his own monster like yeah. his own version of the frankenstein monster yeah and it kind of puts the lie to him being this genius you know even yeah. you know um elizabeth's friend at the beginning is like did he go to medical school you're letting him operate on you and he right. failed out. He kicked out of three medical schools. i forgot about you let him operate yeah what a fucking thing to hear at a barbecue <laughs> right like it immediately puts you in this like alternate universe where it's it's yeah. the 80s but it's got this weird 50s you know donna reed yeah, show sitcom machine to it yeah and with the brain and everything it's immediately kind of like you're like is this a creature feature yeah like a, the 50s atomic age thing going on so i love that everything is so warped like i, I just love hen and Lauder's style where the world is just warped in this really funny yeah. sleazy fun way yeah and you know it makes perfect sense that she would be demolished by the supercharged lawnmower with the yeah. the news report is probably my favorite part <laughs> of the entire movie <laughs> like, yeah this is like robocop level uh fake tv yeah that was one of the things i really loved watching this <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, i will say though I had I have a question I want to ask you, right? Because he has this line when he's talking to his mom and he's like, I'm afraid I'm becoming deeply amoral. 
I thought that was such a deflection, right? Because one of the fun <laughs> things is he's like always kind of explaining away his terrible behavior. Mm-hmm. Where did he get that fucking brain and eyeball at the start of the movie? <laughs> and why does his mom and fiance not seem upset by that? Exactly. Nobody ever questions what it is, why it's there. It's just in his fish tank now. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just Herbert, the eyeball and brain guy. No. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Like. And how, what was he before if he wasn't already amoral? I'm so curious about yeah. you know, what he went through to get the brain and the eyeball yeah. to begin with. <laughs> yeah, and I he, was just, that that was something I was like, I thought they were going to explain that away a little bit, right? And clearly mm-hmm. his serum only works on women, right? Mm-hmm. So this feels like perhaps he was already more amoral. But I, I like that idea, right? Because again, that's very Frankenstein. This, you know, I'm going to play God and it's important that I do this. Why is it important, Victor? Well, because I'm the one who has to do it, right? There's no like grandiose, I'm going to save human beings, right? When he brings the monster back, it's this desecrated, you know, creature that then has this horrifying experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As kids, we think he's the monster. And then, yeah, like you said, as you get older, you're like, oh, Victor's the fucking monster for sure. And I like the the equivocating, right? And then as you pair, pair that with him walking through the streets of New York, right? As they're going through this kind of drug drug boom and all that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was this really funny kind of inversion, as you said, right? Where he is really the one who's kind of lying and being immoral to himself. The rest of these people are just out surviving, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we all do a little drugs. We all party a little bit. They're working, right? But he's sitting mm-hmm. there, and we're supposed to look at New York as it's the scary place instead of this kind of 50 suburb thing. So I thought right. that was a really cool thing they built in is listening to him constantly make excuses mm-hmm. for why he is worse than these people that he's coming to just prey upon. Yeah. I They draw so many parallels between him and Zorro, who is this, yeah. you know, the pimp who beats up his girls and or bosses them around is really cruel to them. You know, I like Brands how them. that was fucked up. Yes. Too. Oh, my God. With And it's so crude and like it looks so painful not that branding would ever not be painful but just it looks so like angry and like yeah yeah there's a hatefulness to it built in yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but i love you know elizabeth you know they try the the way they try to make patty mullen look fat by kind of dressing her in a somewhat loose garment at the beginning (laughs) you know but i i love that they set up jeffrey doesn't get her a new body that looks like her old body he gets her a new improved body with yes. the supermodel looks and that everything. was another fucked up scene right when he's having mm-hmm. dinner with the head yeah which i loved right the head and like random hands are lying around the wine's <laughs> pouring from the neck and he has these for lack of a better word it looks like my child's artwork just creepier right like a yeah, lot creepier right. <laughs> where it's like here's a body like it's like a pornography body and then like he tapes her head on it yeah and he knows that she's not responding. It's so that's what I mean. This movie is subtly much darker than like when you you finish the movie, you're kind of, you know, you finish with a big laugh. Uh, I think when you think back, you're like, this guy has a very deep and severe psychosis somewhere. going. Yes. <laughs> this is just the thing, right? Like, what about this body? What about this one? Yeah, because why not just go find someone that looked very similar to her, a sister, exactly. something like that? No, this mm-hmm. specifically is for him. Yeah. Um, exactly. Which makes that ending extra delicious, which we'll get to. But um, right. yeah, what what do you make of this choice of him? That that scene I thought was funny. It is it's very crass by today's standards, but him going through and doing the uh, judging of the body parts. <laughs> yeah, 
it's very funny. I was like, this is a lot, but it, it was this kind of weird, funny, but we know what's going to happen, right? This whoever wins, I'm going to make a new woman out of you. Mm-hmm. What did you make of this segment of the film? I thought it did a really good job of having its cake and eating it too, because you yes. know, it's ex- exploiting, <laughs> like it's being exploitative in that it's, it's just TNA. Like we are just saying, you yes. know, bare breasts, you know, literally ass- writing check marks on butts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like we're looking at these women's thighs and we're looking at, you know, all these body parts and they're fully on display, but we're also making fun of people who reduce women to body parts and That's show how point. like pathetic they are like he reduces them but he doesn't know what to do with the women like he's not engaging with them sexually he's just judging them and like they're getting really exasperated with him like he's you know he's objectifying them but he's such a dork (laughs) it's it's making fun of him for being that way you know yeah it's yeah they're even at one point like are we getting paid for this stupid (laughs) shit like you know like they can't even fathom what's that it's also a fun scene because it it somewhat calls into question his his quest in general, right? You're like, was he really like that nice and loving of a fiance? Because he mm-hmm. seemed pretty off put at the start, and then now he's pining back, right? But you're like, is this his chance to remake his fiance the way that he wished she was, right? Exactly. More in control, more mm-hmm. you know, to his choosing instead exactly. of someone that he had to acquiesce to occasionally. A very rare occasion, it seemed like. So yeah, I think that's a great point you make. Yeah, because he's already, you know, stapled her stomach. He's trying to remake yeah. her in his image already when she's alive. But now Excellent. that she's dead, Excellent he's like, this point. is a great opportunity for me to get exactly what I want. You know, so it's fucked up. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's so horrendous. Like, it's it's the opposite of love. It's the opposite of, you know, what you would expect from someone's fiance. It's so yeah perverse, but it's like anti-sex by sexualizing her it's such a weird contradiction yeah i really like it's a good point yeah it's very masturbatory right because it it does Mm -hmm. just put into question too like how did she end up with this fucking loser right right and it is just this like small town that's what you do people Mm -hmm. fall into it right um and then just on top of as we're doing this kind of you know sleazy meat market thing this is another evidence right where you're like this guy is such a bad person (laughs) He intentionally put the super crack in with the dollars, mm-hmm. right? He wanted to get out. I don't believe him for a second that, no, don't take that. You'll kill yourself, right? <laughs> Compared to when he's doing the Nancy Reagan line in his bedroom, right? <laughs> Just say no. Yeah. Just don't do it, mm-hmm. right? As we're watching this kind of, you know, old conservative dress down this lady who's trying to fight for sex worker rights. Yeah. And he's taking the side of. He thinks he's on the right side, but then he starts doing, they're like, well, crack will kill him. I'm not killing him. Why do you think he brought that super crack there? (laughs) (laughs) He wants the illusion of being a good person. He wants the illusion of being better than these women. You know, they have been given drugs by their pimp to make it easier to do what they do. Yeah. Um, And... You know, it's clearly these women are being exploited by men throughout the movie. Um, but he's he's uh, giving himself enough cognitive dissonance to separate himself. Like, well, I'm a good person. I'm from the suburbs. I work a quote unquote respectable job. Right. You know, I am not 
giving these women anything they're making their own choices you know he's oh, just they like stole it from me yeah yeah <laughs> as he's like, threatening not to pay them <laughs> yeah like if you hand anybody a bag full of money and drugs yeah. even if they're not already addicted to those in drugs. my 20s that was the fantasy i had every time i left my house i mean <laughs> gonna find a big bag of money and awesome party drugs right exactly so yeah. yeah but yeah he's allowing himself distance to pretend he's a good person yeah. when he's the worst one of the worst people in the movie just the fucking worst man because even the way he just is picking up the body parts and he just chucks them off the fire escape i was like that is just so degrading i will say it is one of my new favorite movie scenes of all time is watching the prostitutes begin to explode. Oh my God. Yeah. That is one of those scenes you're like, in my mind on paper, right? Prostitutes exploding from super crack. You're like, that sounds funny. And then you start seeing the mannequins and fireworks and you're like, no, this can't be as awesome as it is. And it works. I don't know how the fuck it works, but it absolutely does. And it is an absolute joy to experience. It is like they lean into how ridiculous it is. Like yes. the girls get into their pose. That's going to match the mannequin. Then we, cut to the mannequin exploding <laughs> like it's so perfectly cheesy it's like i'm i will defend b movies till the day i die because it's right. so well done it's not like <laughs> oh it's so bad it's good no it's just so well done it's just good so funny it's just good yeah it's just good the mannequins <laughs> yeah. blowing up somehow is just awesome it is right <laughs> not in like a cringing way it's so like when the leg shoots as a missile or <laughs> the the prostitute's head flies and explodes and knocks zoro out i'm like yes. that's just brilliant it's brilliant. That's just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's such good comedy. It's such yeah. good writing. It's so well done. Like the effects are so funny, but like really disturbing. Like they're so cartoony, but it's mm -hmm. still really disturbing to see a room full of body parts, you know? Yeah. 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 He's just picking them up. Oh, this one's well done. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh my God, you fucking yeah. creep. Uh, this leads way to our, our rise of the Frankenhooker, right? The titular Frankenhooker. Mm-hmm. This scene was awesome. This is something you mentioned earlier, right? Him talking to the body parts as he's picking them out. He's kind of rushing. He's not matching them anymore, right? The, the actual evidence of his work, right, is he has this freezer full of women body parts mm -hmm. in the uh, estrogen stew, right? <laughs> he, he no longer seems like he's building this idealized woman anymore, mm -hmm. which I thought was an interesting turn, right? Because I thought this was going to go more of a weird science route, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, look what I created. The results of his work are pretty heinous to look at, right? <laughs> and so you have to ask yourself, right? Is this secretly how he actually thought this was going to go the whole time when he's picking up exploded body parts? Is there something about keeping him, even when he describes her to other people, right? Like, she looks pretty gross, right? She's tall and hot, but, like, pretty gross. You won't like her. She's mine. Um, what did you make of his design? And I thought the birth and the lightning was great. What do you make of this scene? I, well, first of all, I love Hattie Mullen's performance for echoing Elsa Lanchester's, like, really yes. sharp movements, you know, when the bride is born. Um, but I think, again, I think it's making fun of guys like Jeffrey who are like, well, I, I like my girl. I love my girlfriend, but I wish she had this actress's breast, this actress's eyes, <laughs> this actress's, you know, yeah. when you. Without when the you, foresight to be like, she also wishes you look like Chris Hemsworth and Ryan Reynolds and had yeah. cheekbones. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you create this monster in your mind, it's, yes. it's, it's hideous. It's not like the perfect woman. It's this like monster of like, it's unnatural because you're. Yeah cherry picking excellent all these point. things by yeah. again dehumanizing people you know yeah right it's as if yeah what's inside of you doesn't matter right if i could just mosaic this to what <laughs> i want 
I just thought it was awesome. And I thought it was so rewarding when she wakes up. And somehow, even though it's her head, she has this jarble of the various prostitutes' minds, right? So mm-hmm. his crimes will not go unanswered, right? He can't just sweep it under the rug and go back to this fucking suburban life, right? Mm-hmm. And when she just says, you know, hey, uh, you looking for company? You got any money? He's like, I got no money. And she fucking smacks the <laughs> shit out of him. That is such an absolutely rewarding film moment. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so. And when she's approaching potential Johns on the street and they're like, they insult her or they don't have money. She beats the shit out of them, too. Yeah. It's it's smacking so, everyone. Yeah, it's really cathartic <laughs> to watch yeah. her just beat up. men. <laughs> yeah. In a weird way, seeing a prostitute character get to be her own pimp is so rewarding right mm-hmm. like i will do the defending of myself i have enough agency to do that and just yeah smacking people are that you know people are taking pictures of her and mocking her just psh, 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 yeah. you know and then that gets taken to the another extreme level which is hilarious she has natural built-in creep defenses yes right because we get this guy who looks like that terrifying guy from human centipede too right <laughs> he's kind of this modern sweaty bulbous peter laurie looking guy right mm-hmm. um just looks like he was born to play a horror movie monster right <laughs> everything on him is protruding in all the right place to make him very scary right mm-hmm. this guy looks like that and he's like i like it i like it uh let's play doctor and this is where we realize that she has some kind of mechanism that transfers the electricity into the body mm-hmm. and blows him up as they're engaging in in the act, right? Right. Which is also an amazing moment because we see his body explode and she holds the head up and he goes, that was a great time. <laughs> it's like so he's so awesome. enraptured with the yeah. decapitated head. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. it's so good because that scene I thought was interesting, right? Because he's a guy who seemingly hasn't done anything wrong right everyone else who gets it seems to have brought that on themselves specifically right he just seems like a guy who might have had some underlying demons (laughs) and i was like am i as a viewer just assigning this to this guy because he's so excited for this situation (laughs) right what did you make of this guy's uh explosive uh ending (laughs) (laughs) well on top of it just being hilarious and i I love that she has that defense mechanism i you know clearly this is a woman in distress but he doesn't he doesn't care he doesn't care that she's obviously not well and she's not really in full possession of her he is excited by her unwell there you nailed it yeah that's what i wasn't (laughs) what it wasn't putting words to yeah yeah so that's a, that's an excellent point, right? He is excited by the level of not okay she is. Right. Which is yeah. very bad, right? And then mm-hmm. she gets out and goes, and I love the scene where she goes back into the bar, right? And Zorro's friend tries to get frisky under the table. Mm-hmm. He fucking explodes, right? In a fireball. Yeah. And then she gets to fucking smack Zorro, which I loved. Yes. I thought, what do you oh, make yes. of her return to the bar uh, scene where her and Zorro finally reconfront. I I love the idea that she has, you know, it's like, you know, the book, The Body Keeps the Score, where like trauma is like held Wonderful. in your body. I love that she has the memories of these women. Like she's got one woman's arm, one woman's hand, right. one's leg. And she remembers all these things and she's like right. getting revenge for all of them. Like I just, I see her as like, like an avenger like yeah this righteous (laughs) this righteous sex worker going in and finding everybody who wronged her 
and just beating the shit out of all of them. I, I, yeah, I, she's such a hero to yeah, me. In it's this, this movie. weird, like, I'm gonna go back because this is what my body remembers, but also, mm-hmm. like, I'm coming back with some mustard this time. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> I thought that was cool. And then it was Zoro knocks her head back, right? And electricity's <laughs> frying out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought a really subtly disturbing scene is when Frank just like snaps the head back down. And drags her out, and she's just kind of stumbling. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that that doesn't look like a date rape scene. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. very fucking scary. This movie has really scary imagery. <laughs> it does. Yeah, like, a, a lot of horror comedies, like, lean way more into the comedy than the horror. Yeah. But it under the surface, there are so many disturbing things going on. The way these women are treated, the way Elizabeth is treated before and after her, you know, reincarnation or resuscitation right. whatever you want to call it <laughs> whatever the fuck that was with the lightning right. yeah. <laughs> that's what i was like did the lightning do the outfit and everything right like, right did yeah, frank like pick that outfit out you creep like what's happening here <laughs> but yeah i just i don't know man i think that's one of the the wonderful elements right is that while it is because i agree with you right i am not a huge horror comedy person all the time because I think the whore is just there to try to sell a comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of window dressing, and you're not playing with that element, which is mostly why I'm there, right? And I think this one really walks a fine line, right? That the finale is just pure reanimator, and it's fucking oh awesome, right? When they make it back, I was, I thought it was a terrifying idea that the fiance wakes up again in this mutated body. Because she starts out with this line, right? Like, oh, my God, that's so wonderful what you did. It's a miracle. And then she looks down. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck have you done, right? What did you yeah. think of, of her reemerging as the main mind for this finale? Oh, man. It's such good body horror. Like, so it's like, you know, I, I'm cis, so I can't speak to this. But the idea of looking at your body and feeling like it's all wrong I think mm. is such a cool trans allegory. And I have a lot of trans friends who love this movie. Um, but I just, it's such good body horror to look down and not recognize your own body and not recognize yeah. yourself and feel like you're disconnected. And also the kind of like society moment when all the body parts come out of the freezer for I their vengeance. I fucking love that so much. Oh my God. It's like so the stomach with the mouth but... at the top and the head with the <laughs> legs. Oh my yes. God. Awesome. So not only good. that but then they drag zoro's ass back uh-huh. into the freezer right the lady yes. freezer i thought that yes. was amazing oh it's so good and I, that's this finale is so fantastic i know i said the newscast is my favorite part but that's also in the running because it's right. such a good scene where <laughs> you know and elizabeth gets her comeuppance the the women in the freezer get their comeuppance and that's such a trope women in freezers you know like and you know in comics we talk about fridging women things like mm-hmm. that so like that they crawl out and work together and get their vengeance on this guy who treated them like shit. Yeah. It's just, Oh, it's so, and at yeah. the same time, it's creepy and funny. Like it's just perfectly done. Yeah. Well, it's this, you know, you can dismember me and use me for what you want, but we're not fucking staying buried. Right. We're coming mm-hmm. out and having our revenge. Right. It's a willful kind of zombie moment. Yeah, right. Which I absolutely I fucking thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, walk me through your thoughts as we we see the ending right because our <laughs> our mad scientist got his head lopped off by zoro right mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we see the fiance pick the head up and stare at it what is going through your mind as we hit the f- the final image of this movie <laughs> <laughs> i just 
it's such a serves you right. How does it feel now moment? Yeah. You know, because fuck does it feel right? Because <laughs> he he gives her again this perfect body, like a supermodel body instead of what she presumably had before. Which mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that when she was quote unquote fat, you know, she's wearing something <laughs> slightly loose. You know, yeah. she wasn't fat, but that doesn't make her not beautiful. But in the world of this movie, that's what people think. Right. And he is our lens for the first half of the film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) when he gets this body that he doesn't want and he looks down and sees something that doesn't belong to him and he feels all that horror, Mm -hmm. it's so delicious. It's such a good way for her to take charge and be in control and say, this is what, how you made me feel. That's probably how he made her feel before she died. Yeah. How about you that know. line? Whose boobs are these? Yeah. Exactly, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking exactly. Whose boobs are these? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Again, just the thought that she thinks this is a miracle. And he's like, no, I woke you up to essentially be like a sex doll. Yes. I mean, imagine what's going through her mind. Not only just what's actually chemically happening out there, but then she's like, this is why you brought me back. Yeah. You know what she- I mean? This is how you really wanted me the whole time. Right. This whole idea of their their marriage and love just crumbling. Exactly. Um, she thinks the love of her life has done something horribly unnatural, but so romantic. Like so I would, you brought I me back de- so we could live forever. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I will defy God. I will defy the natural order to bring you back, but only if you're way hotter. It's right. Just- Until that last sentence, you were selling like a great yes. romance novel. Right. And then it's like, Oh, not, not so much anymore. Yeah. No, this um, is a horror story. Yeah. It's so, it's so fucking just perfect right because even he's like where's my johnson (laughs) and it's like sorry dude this is you now and then she just goes it's okay we get to be together again Mm -hmm. right and just throwing this fucking idea back in his face exactly because in my heart of hearts i have to hope that after this movie she's just like fuck you man i'm out yeah like just leaving him to his own device right now he's got to go find another assistant to try to undo whatever um and that's kind of the cruel trick of what he's done right Mm-hmm. Why did he develop an estrogen blood serum that only regenerates women? Probably because he's a woman murderer, right? Mm-hmm. And so now the only way to continue his fucking evil existence is to be in another body that he doesn't want. Yes. And that is just poetically <laughs> justice. <laughs> exactly. He's doomed to be the thing that he hates because, you know, he yes. says he loves Elizabeth, but he this is a man who hates women, clearly. Yeah. And he's doomed to be the one thing that he hates and thinks is less than him. Yeah. This is how you always know he doesn't even respect his own mother. Like, that's mm-hmm. always a red flag for me, man. If you don't even respect your own mother, right? Like, how the <laughs> fuck? But he's he's just... I thought it was just so awesome, too, because there's this kind of image where he gets to kind of see himself in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just like it's it's wonderful that the movie's like, here, motherfucker, examine what you truly are. Right. This fully exposed what he is in his heart and soul is a guy that fucking mangles women. Yeah. For his own fucking pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is what you have wrought upon yourself. Surprisingly sharp ending for this kind of a film. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I. Yeah, I'm I'm such a huge Hinnenlauter fan. I he's so like I I know that like horror and exploitation fans don't think this, but I think maybe the general public thinks of exploitation movies, mm. especially just the name itself is kind of provocative. And they think of it as like being, you know, poorly made movies, movies that are immoral, that are mm. just 
um, appeal to the most prurient of interests. But that's not the case. You know, we know yeah. that. And, you know, movies like this are sharp. They have a, a lot more to say about the real world than some maybe more prestigious movies, I think, you know. Mm. And I, this this is not a movie that's afraid to get dirty, that's afraid to, yeah. you know, poke fun at itself, but also make a good point. Like, I just... Uh, I'm a fan of movies that are fun just for the sake of being fun. I don't yeah. think everything has to have like, oh, no. it's, it's it's deeper. It's smarter than you think. No, <laughs> sometimes you just want to see people yeah. explode. And But I do think sometimes something... you just want to see people explode should it's be a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Yeah. But see, I love a good highbrow horror movie as much as the next. Yeah. But sometimes you this movie still gets a lot across, you know, about this predatory nature of men and yeah. disrespecting women, mm -hmm. but still manages to be fucking fun. And that's OK. Exactly. I, I agree with you. Right. Most people who are not into this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. will probably just see the, you know, cover. Right. Frankenhooker right. in that picture and be like, I know what that movie is. <laughs> Maybe on some level, that's what I did. Right. When I expected mm -hmm. this kind of maniac, you know, blood fest. Yeah, I think that. Because that's the thing, right? All horror movies are challenging or destroying a status quo, right? That's what they do. Yeah. Here's the thing that you think is normal and used to. What if that were gone, right? And sometimes that's scary, and sometimes it's scary how much better it would be, right? And so I think this movie does exactly what a great horror movie is supposed to do without sacrificing, yeah, the exploding bodies and the electric sex, all the kind of <laughs> stuff, right, that you really are excited to see. Yeah, and it's it's such a good adaptation of the source material. You th you might see Frankenhooker and be like, oh, that's a cheap Frankenstein knockoff. It has nothing. They don't understand the book. No, it perfectly understands the book and what it's saying about, you know, people who try to play God and become monsters by thinking they, you know, they're, they know better than everyone else. Mm -hmm. They can manipulate people to their own ends. You know, it understands the source material perfectly and tells it in a really fresh and funny and interesting way, which yeah. is all you all you can ask of an adaptation like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting place, right, to put the mindset of Victor Frankenstein just into an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. right? And how you're trying to change and damage someone so that you can re rebirth them as you want, right? Exactly. I don't know. I think this movie's got a lot more on its mind, right? I think you said yeah. that earlier. This movie's saying a lot. Yeah. And I would imagine that the right audiences find this, and it's like, finally, fucking thank you, right? Because <laughs> we don't see enough movies where, you know, the abused girlfriend or wife or sex worker or whatever had their day in court, as it were, right? Cosmic court, right? In the street right, justice. Right. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, I think it's this wonderful blend. It reminds me, one of my favorite movies that almost everyone I know despises is head of the family right and i just think that's the same kind of thing it's so much funnier and sharper than you expect that movie to be mm -hmm. like when those people got hired to do the job they could have phoned it in right this is the you know giant head in a wheelchair whatever <laughs> but then at the end we're doing like community theater joan of arc in a bait and you're like what the fuck like these guys went the extra mile right they didn't just take the paycheck and that's how i feel about frankenhooker right yeah. when you take b kind of stuff but you put all that extra touches in it that it just rises above what it could have been. Mm -hmm. I think that's just an absolute miracle in filmmaking. Absolutely. Like, the, you know, Patty Mullen and James Lawrence give two of my favorite performances in horror legitimately yeah. in this movie. Like I, this movie doesn't work without them, even though yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to cast aspersions on anybody else in the cast or crew, but like they give it their <laughs> all and they do it so perfectly mm -hmm. that it's just 
I, I think this is a fantastic movie. This is not something that I have to qualify like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, but I like this movie called no. Frankenhooker. No, Frankenhooker rules. <laughs> it's Frankenhooker so fucking rules. I was already thinking when we have our Halloween party this year, I'm like, that's definitely one of the background movies I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's going to be like my wife, like, wait, are they exploding? And they're going to want to watch what's happening. It, I thought it was wonderful. Um, so as we're getting out of here, would you like to tell everyone one more time where they can find you and all your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Twitter at We Who Walk Here. Um, I write for my own site, wewhowalkhere.com, film cred slash film, a lot of other places. Um, but yeah, I always share my writing, my cosplay, my podcast appearances, and just my random thoughts on horror movies I'm watching right. that day on Twitter at We Who Walk Here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for gifting Frankenhooker into my life. I didn't know how much I needed that movie. Uh, it was an absolute wonderful talk. You are welcome to come back anytime with any movie. Um, yeah, guys, so go find Jessica, and we'll see you again tomorrow for yet another horror movie, because 31 days, 31 pods. Bye.